N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 299 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian. We are live on NYY News TV. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. You. 99 now sits one away from 60 after a two-home run game on Sunday. We're going to witness some history here this week, it seems. I hope so, dude. Are we, uh, listen, let me, let me get the bookkeeping out of the way. Cause I don't do this enough early on. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, please take a second. Uh, leave us a five-star rating review. Subscribe to the show. If you're watching on MYY news TV on YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe. If you want some extra content, head over to patreon.com slash MYYST and a uh, big event coming up October 11th. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. I believe MYY news TV on Twitter. Uh, has it pinned the to the Twitter. top on the Twitter? Okay. okay. So, uh, Aaron Judge is sitting at 59 home runs. Uh, that's, I mean, I'm pretty excited. I don't think, as Yankee fans, we've had something this historic to kind of look forward to, right? No one's ever, I mean, I guess Derek Jeter's 3000 was kind of, was the last time. Yeah. I don't know if you got into the, the, the chase for a rods 3000. I thought it was pretty cool, but yeah, it still wasn't, it wasn't on the le- obviously on the level when Derek Jeter was going for it. Well, you know, it's, it's been how long since a Yankee won MVP 2004, five, uh, seven, no, seven. seven. Um, and you just, there was, always that stigma around A-Rod where he was never just fully accepted. Half the fan base hated him, half loved him. This is someone who's beloved by not only Yankee fans, but everyone around baseball. Hmm. I, I, I truly believe that. Hmm. I then truly why, do. Why are there, why are there people on the Because there's people saying... who are, are truly just need to make up a narrative for themselves uh, and, so the, and go so, against the grain. So there's some jerk off whose name I don't remember that last week said that uh, Otani had more home runs than Aaron judge did this year because he counted Otani's home runs plus his starts. His name didn't rhyme with Ken Durdander, did it? uh, No, it did not. It It was a, it was was, somebody else. Yes. Yeah. I saw that tweet. That was a good one. And someone said, where are you coming up with those home runs? And he said, "Well, you got to subtract." What no, was he it? That's what it was. He added uh, Otani's starts plus Otani's home runs, which put him. Pat, uh, Judge had fifty-seven at the time, so that gave Otani 58. fifty-eight. Yeah, that makes sense. So when when your dog just had a fucking spasm over here, I don't know why he has to sit directly behind me when I record, but that's just. What he I does wonder if that me. works with outings for like relievers. Like, if a reliever has, like, 70 appearances, does that count as 70? What if a reliever has 74 appearances? Does he beat? How many home, run, how many home runs does he have? Well, it doesn't matter because you're just adding that to the home oh, runs, even yeah, if he has I zero. Think, I think it's just game started. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're making up, literally making up statistics to show 
Otani's value. Yeah, it's, it's a bad so sign. It's a bad argument. You, you really have no, no leg to stand on. And the Angels were actually eliminated from postseason contention today. So Where are they? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that makes a difference in, eh, in uh, how much value you bring to your ball club here. Probably. Look, not. I have my. I didn't think we were going to start with Judge, but we'll, are we we'll starting start with Judge? We'll we'll start with we'll judge. start and I, end with Judge. Uh, I have my own issues with Otani because of how he acted coming over to America mm-hmm. and but the guy the guy is a special talent no one's taking that away from no one's taking that away from him the guy I mean he, he he's one of the he's one of the best pitchers in the league he's one of the best hitters in the league but when you're talking about MVP the most valuable player he Otani being on the angels makes zero difference and then winning or losing as a ball club throughout the course of the season. Let's be realistic here. If Aaron Judge wasn't on the Yankees, do the Yankees have a six-game lead in the American League East right now? No. God forbid Aaron Judge missed time while the Yankees were going through this free fall. Do you think they still they would have held on to the lead in the American League East? No. But can I just say something? Okay, I guess you could. I want to say two things. Oh, now one. it was one now it's two. Okay. One. I think I said Don't this teach about your kids how to count. Okay, okay. Okay. I think I said this about Passan. Here's what he, the writers who are fighting for Otani as MVP right now are actually doing him a disservice. Because what it's ha- what's happening is you have a very small amount of people who agree, who like to go against the grain, who who always need to be, you know, different and cause cause uh, commotion. But then you have a vast majority of the people who are actually now have to fucking fight against the type of talent Otani brings to the table. All you're doing is making people argue against Otani. You're not making him more likable. You're not making his stats inflated because you're, you keep mentioning them. People are denouncing it. My second point is, I don't care what Aaron Judge does for the Yankees. It, he is on a different level. That argument would... would would be relevant if the numbers were even close. But I don't care if the Yankees were 20 games under 500. It's still not close. Look at what this guy is doing. We will never see this again in our lifetime. I would almost guarantee that. So the Yankees are off on today. Today's Monday. Okay. Yankees are off. The Twins did play. Arise, I believe, went one for one four for three. in the game. One, one for, for three. three. He ended with the 317. He did go up to 317? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I checked it. Okay. So Judge is sitting basically percentage points away from the batting crown. He, he doesn't have to swing a bat again this year to be the RBI and home run leader. And it's a, it's such a wide margin that... It's it's almost laughable that this guy has almost lapped the field mm-hmm. for for all intents and purposes. He's going to this week, barring a massive slump or people just pussing out and not pitching to him, he's going to break a record that has stood for 60 years. A record that in a lot of people's minds, not mine, okay, but a lot of people's minds believe that it's the the real home run record. Even if you don't feel that way, he's going to have the Yankee franchise record and the American League record, and it just take the Yankee franchise record on its own, which is something special in 
in of in of itself that anytime you're the franchise leader of doing anything for the Yankees with the people that have historically played for that ball club and that record stood for 60 years and you're going to argue that this guy has not doesn't deserve an MVP award it doesn't make i mean honestly it doesn't make any sense this is an this is an historic season we're seeing out of this guy and and we're going to get to the lack of balls that this organization has as a whole in a few minutes here. But the set of fucking stones that Aaron Judge has, I mean, you couldn't fit him in a wheelbarrow. That this guy was, was given, and by my own, my own accounts here, my own admission, a very fair deal in the, on opening day that we were told that he walked away from $31.5 million, 217 guaranteed, whatever the exact numbers were. It was were. a great offer. It was a, honest to God, it was a great offer. And he said, no. I'm worth more than that. Any small little thing could have happened. He could have missed 30 games. He could have just not been good this year. It happens. It was shit, crazy shit happens all the time in this sport. But the fact that this guy, who should have already had an MVP award in his pocket, the fact that this guy who is, whenever on the field, has shown you that he's one of the 10 or 15 best players in the world, said no, take your offer and shove it up your ass and has went out there and earned himself at least another hundred million dollars is ridiculous. It's one of the, it's one of the biggest gambles in sports history. And it's, I don't think we're ever going to see a guy that's going to pay, pay off on a gamble as that Aaron judge took on himself this year, because not only do the Yankees need every single home run that he's hit, He's doing this in New York in a walk year on a team that has World Series aspirations, and he's almost played two times better than his best season. It's 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 incredible what this guy has done this year. Well, I tweeted this the other day. I said, in a year where Aaron Judge placed the biggest bet of his life on himself, he's going to walk away AL MVP, the new AL home run leader, and possibly a triple crown winner. That is fucking un. But if you sat here and told me Aaron Judge was going to break the Maris's home run record, I would have believed you, but I would have been skeptical because, you know, I, I consider Bonds the, the home run king. I do. But I can also sit here and say that this record hasn't been touched by a clean player since Maris did it. I mean... Stanton came close, but that was National League. This is American League. No American League player has come close to this. This is historic. And then on top of that, this guy is actually making a true bid for Triple Crown. It, it It's absolutely, I think it's something that we will actually look back and say, wow, we took it for granted. How unbelievable this season is. Yeah, uh... It's it's truly been something to to marvel at, really, how good this guy has been, and it just doesn't. I mean, he's had slumps here and there, but it's never really. I mean, you look at other guys on this team, the way they've slumped, it's it it just doesn't compare. So he just seems to find his way out of the out of but, slumps. Uh, but here's the crazy part: usually, when Judge slumps, he's not hitting at all. He looks pretty lost at the plate. 
in this past, before he hit the the handful of home runs over the last few games, he was in a home runs a little bit of a home run slump, but he was going three for four, two for three, four for five. He turned himself into a singles hitter Dude, for a week. Just he for, did. Just, yeah, he, he literally did. It's unbelievable, man. Here's my question to you. I don't know how to answer it. I don't know how I feel about it. He's coming back home. Listen, the Benson next home runs. A, the next home runs a big one. Sixty's oh, huge, dude. Are all big. They really are because you're tying you're tying greatness in in Ruth when he hit sixty. Maris's home run record tying that at sixty one and then breaking it at sixty two. Being home now, do you think you see a little bit of a press? From Aaron Judge, we haven't seen it yet. It's interesting. It's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I just think he's so calm, cool, and collected. I and I believe it's it's a genuine. It reminds me a lot of Jeter in that in that he reminds me a lot of Jeter in that sense of where he's just genuinely calm at the plate, and like no he, no moment gets too big for him. I think honestly, we've talked about this. I think the whole contract thing did hang over him a little bit at the beginning of the year and you could see that he he wasn't maybe it could have also been yeah, for like a day beginning. no he i mean it took him a while to really get going he i, I think it was like mid-april he, he was still had like one or two rbi so um i don't know man i mean if he goes over four with three strikeouts tomorrow everybody's gonna say he's pressing for the record so uh, it's, I mean, it's going to, it's going to be wild out at the stadium this week. I mean, honestly, I hope that he gets it done in these next couple of games here before, uh, they play the Red Sox only because, um, as much as I don't like Michael K, I, I think that he should be able to get the call. I agree. This. I said that before we came on air. I really and do. I agree. I agree with you. I don't like Michael. Honestly, I'm not Michael K's biggest fan, but I do think he should get to call this home run. And um, yes, only has one of the one of the Red Sox games. It's going to be uh, Fox Friday night. Uh, Apple TV, which no, people are going to Fox is Saturday. Uh, I'm, no, Fox is Thursday. Uh, Thursday night. Thursday. I got my days mixed up, but Fox is Thursday. Uh, Apple, and if he's going, if he's sitting on sixty or six, if he's if he's Benching. even on Friday night, if he's going even if he if he hasn't hit sixty two by Friday night, and we're looking at a, an Apple TV game, people are gonna you gotta people are gonna him. riot. You got to bench him. I don't know. I'm not. You benching can't have him. it happen. Five, well, national the, broadcast is different. It would still suck, in my opinion, if it's not K making the call. But a national broadcast is different. I can't have him do it on I Apple TV. I can't give him I any can't. days off until he gets this done because what if he falls? What if he does go into a, a massive home run drought and he falls one short and you gave him yeah. a day off? Isn't isn't there any way Yes Network can can buy that game back? No, I, no, I, I nothing. Don't. There's nothing they can do. And they could, but then you're definitely not getting Aaron Judge next year. <laughs> Are we getting him anyway? <laughs> I can't honestly, man. The the more and more I think about it, there's no way that they they could let him. It's, just, no. it's, it's impossible. I have a I have a very interesting question for you to think about for a minute. I've been thinking about it for a while now. Uh-huh. If Judge leaves this team, we're going to be devastated, right? But let me ask you a question: what hurts? Uh-huh. What hurts less? 
Judge leaving and they don't win a World Series? You've asked this already. I'm Did not I? Going, I'm, not, I'm not doing this exercise again. Did I? You've, we well, I must, like be, whole, I must be really perplexed by it. Because having, we, we argued about this for like 15 minutes one night. I'm not doing it again. What was your answer? Do you remember? What were you going to ask if they lose if they lose them and don't win the World Series? What would make it less painful if they win a World Series and Judge isn't back next year? Yes, or they... I told you, winning the World Series makes it less painful. At least we have the World Series. Okay, okay. Do you hate the organization any less? No, I need the scenario. I'm going to hate them regardless if they bring them back or not. Until Brian Cashman's no. You know, there's here. people out there that truly are saying that with what he's going to want after this year and and at his age, he's not worth it. There's people who genuinely believe that. Look, you're gonna probably gonna you're probably gonna regret the last maybe even three years of his deal. But I mean how are you gonna how how if you're the Yankees are you not going to just deal with that? You have to. This dude and, and I'll say it one more time. It's going to be a season that you think you're appreciating to its fullest, but it's almost impossible to. It's almost impossible to comprehend what this guy is doing. I've never, I can never imagine, honestly, if it happens, I, I might, I won't be able to do this show for at least three or four weeks because I won't be able to pick my jaw up off the floor out of just sheer shock that after this season, I could not imagine a scenario where the Yankees don't, sign him i honestly can't see it and i've talked about this before and i think a lot of people have now kind of picked up on it judge wants whether it's he wants to be the highest paid guy in that room aav and total value of the contract and i think he should be so if cole was cole getting 324 sure yeah 324 it's got to be 320, uh, 325. He has, it, it's got to be 325. That's the number. Well, you can't, you can't sit here right now and argue that Cole deserves more than him. <laughs> you can't. It's, it's a, it's a, it, what did he get? He was off for 217. And that's a hundred and what, $8 million over what the Yankees offered him. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you going to let him walk out the door? Uh, I think, I think years is going to be more important to him than, than anything else. I, you know, he knows at his age, this is really going to be the last chance, last no, and only get, chance, first and last so chance. In order to get, yeah, but in order to get to 325, he's going to get the years. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get, I mean, he would, I, I would be, I would be hard pressed to think that. 325 for eight? That's what, 40, Honestly, 40 plus? Let me ask you a question. If the Yankees did, if the Yankees put three twenty-five for eight in front of him, and he walked away from that, who do you blame at that I'm, point? I I will say this on record right now. I it does not matter if Judge walks. I respect his opinion. I will not hate the guy, but for me right now, because of the track record Brian Cashman has had over the last handful of years, in no way, shape, or form will I ever blame him over the organization for him walking because you can track it all the way back to before the season started where they had an opportunity to sign him. Yeah, they offered him a great deal, but they still had an opportunity to sign him for much, much less than what he's going to demand now. 
Maybe not, bro. Maybe we I mean, we don't. But honestly, we don't know what he was actually asking for. We just know what the Yankees offered him. What if he was always going in there at three twenty five? Well, then, well, then I can sit here and say that the Yankees, you know, maybe they were making a, a smart choice by letting the season play out, as long as they had the intention of signing him regardless and, and taking that risk that he was going to go out there and be the AL MVP, break the home the, run record, and, problem, and possibly win Triple Crown. By playing this game, the Yankees have no negotiating power now. Well, no, and and again, that's a risk that you take. But if he's asking that much, demanding that much before the season starts, then maybe you say, look, this is a guy who's been hurt here and there. Um, yeah, some freak injuries, but you know, maybe he doesn't perform at the caliber he thinks he's going to on his walk year. And guess what? That's a risk that both sides took. More on judge than anything else because, like we said, it was a fair offer. But the how at this point, how you can't sit down and have nothing but utmost respect for what this guy has done, regardless of if it hurts your 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 pocket a little bit more than it should have. Look at what this guy did. I mean, the season could end right now, and I'd say it was one of the best seasons we'll ever see from a New York Yankee in our lifetime. Oh, absolutely. I think, I, I think this pales. I mean, I, I, A-Rod was great in those MVP years. He had, a, he, had a, he had as a Yankee, but this is something completely different oh, in my opinion. For sure. This is the great, in my lifetime, this is the greatest single season any Yankees ever had. It's not even he close. He doesn't have to play another game the rest of the year. And I, I think it, you'll say that. So it's going to be interesting to see, man. Like that, I'm, Is there look, any scenario that you that you see him not breaking the home run record? If he gets hurt, not not getting hurt. Is there any way this guy no, doesn't do it? There's 16 games left. He needs to hit three home runs. You don't. I mean, honestly, he could do that. He, he could do that in two days. That's what I'm saying. So if. And you you know the Yankees want him to. This is this is what kills me about this organization. They want him to do this. He has not gotten it. When's the last time Aaron Judge has had a day off? Yeah, it's, it hasn't hasn't happened. Good for good on the Yankees there. Even through doubleheaders. He I think he DH both games he, the last doubleheader, he but he still he was did. still out. You know, even with all the injuries. If he wasn't going for this, even with all the injuries, right? Tell me that if he wasn't going for this record, that he wasn't going to get a day off, even with all the injuries. Oh, for sure. The, he, it's just what I'm saying. The Yankees would have went out there with a, with an outfield of Hicks, LeCastro, yeah. and friggin' and Florial, yeah, to give Aaron Judge a day off if he wasn't chasing this record. They want him to break this record. Of course. You want to, you want to know why more more so than they love Aaron Judge and they, they want this for him? Because they want to sell the shit out of it. Money. The money. L.I. Yankee yep. King said, uh, Judge potentially will win triple crown, MVP, gold glove, silver slugger in the batting He won't title. win a gold glove. You don't think so? No, because he doesn't. Gr- I'll tell you why he won't win a gold glove is is because he doesn't grade out highly on defensive metrics as a center fielder. Even though the eye test would show you that he plays a really good center field, he's not. He's not. He doesn't grade highly uh, on it, so he won't. He won't win. And that's just my opinion. 
I don't think he needs to win a gold no, I, I mean, that just at this point, it's just. And that's another thing. Now, now that you brought that up, and people, and I, that's one of the things that I use to to defend Aaron Judge's MVP candidacy. Well, when's the last time Shohei Otani's played Gold Glove defense? And people were like, Aaron Judge's mid as a center fielder. <laughs> Guess you haven't that's... watched him. You what? You know, first of all, the only I know that you said that because you just looked at his. Uh, Whatever page, I don't even know where these websites go. Baseball Savant maybe rates guys defensively or fan crafts. Okay, he doesn't grade out highly as a defensive center fielder, and that's to me that's perfectly fine because you want to know why he's not a center fielder. He's a friggin' right fielder, Christian. That, <laughs> if you're a GM constructing a team solely based on defense, is he still not one of the three guys you're throwing out there in the outfield? Absolutely, he would be. <laughs> Come on. As a right fielder, though, I wouldn't, I wouldn't build a team with Aaron Judge. I really like fielder. him in the center in center field, though. My wife can he do it? Yet? If if I was building a team from the bottom up and I needed a center fielder, I'll be honest with you, I would not pick Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge would be one of my obviously right my would be my right fielder. But my wife asked me this question: Is he a five tool player? He's got sixteen uh, stolen bases out of nineteen attempts. It's interesting. He doesn't. I don't. Wouldn't say that he is. To be honest with you, he's a good. He's a good base runner, but is he fast? I think his. I think if anything, just the his size, the length of his legs get him from A to B a little quicker. But is he fast? I mean, he's not slow. I wouldn't say honestly. I don't. I would not say that he is because speed is one of the five tools. I don't see him. He's. I, I wouldn't see him like if you if, you know put it like uh, Ken Griffey Jr. in his prime against Aaron Judge mm. in a in a foot race. He's not winning. No, but he's a very smart base uh, runner. High would baseball you say that? IQ. High baseball IQ all around. And that's what kills me. And now you say that. That's what kills me about Glaber Torres is because there's sometimes that you watch him and he's actually very fucking smart in the things that he does on the base paths. Yeah, and then he's just so stupid at other times. Uh, he, he's another guy that he kills me sometimes, but so I don't know, man. I, it's I'm going to be glued to the TV tomorrow night. It's going to be wild. I wish I could get out there this week, but I just don't see it. Happen. I mean, pre kid, pre definitely pre kid, de- uh, definitely pre marriage. I'm probably going to, I would probably definitely be there hundred percent tomorrow, but just one of those things that I you mean, have to give. <laughs> we're looking at a team that's closing in on clinching the division going to be in a you know is in a serious pennant race and yet turning on that game my focus will not be on any of those things for the next however long it takes that's pretty incredible like if your kid needs a diaper tomorrow and Aaron no. Judge is coming up no it's just you're just gonna have to deal with no the you deal with the shit it. you deal with the you shit. deal what if they're smearing it on the wall do you stop watching Aaron Judge no that? absolutely not you actually ground the kid for being selfish, first of all. Okay. You ground the kid, mm-hmm. okay? And you make him sit in the shit for a while. Mm-hmm. No, that's okay. true. Okay. okay, that's how you do it. So, from one Speak- Aaron... Speaking of shit. Yeah, from one Aaron to another here. I'm going to read some excerpts. There was an article that came out in the Post yesterday. I'm going to read what might be the two most egregious things that he said in the entire in the entire article. Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right. 
I, I need to take a deep breath here. Okay? Deep breath. Let's stay calm. It's not going to stay calm for much longer. Okay. All right. This is Aaron Hicks. As of right now, I feel the more I play, the mm-hmm. better I'm going to okay. play. That's not what's going on right now. Things are tough in New York. If they feel this isn't the right fit for me, that's their call. If I do go to another team, I know I can help them win. Okay, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear the other part of the quote that really makes absolutely no sense? Or do you want to? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Just get it all out. Let's just get it all out. All right. This is also, this is uh, Joey Gallo started. This is a quote from Aaron Hicks in the same article. Joey Gallo okay. started to play better with the Dodgers. And I saw on a podcast that LA manager Dave Roberts played a big part in that mm. with him wanting to get the most out of his players. Now, do you want to, do you want to get your, your anger out first? Because I want to do, I want to go uninterrupted. So if you have anything that you're pressing to say, I would, listen, I, I'm going to, I want to give you the four first because I really need to go uninterrupted on listen, this. Listen, This is where you shine. So I want to give you the floor. I'll just say this. I'm so, I'm so removed from being angry at Aaron Hicks at this point. Anything he says, anything he does, I do not blame on him anymore. I blame it on the organization that continues to let this man waste a spot on the roster. Not only waste a spot on the roster, but they play him. I don't care if he goes up there for the rest of the season and goes fucking 50 for 50 with fucking 20 home runs and 30 RBIs. I don't care. Aaron Hicks is a fucking embarrassment to this organization, not because of how he plays or what he says, but because they simply continue to use him as a player. And that is on Brian Cashman and the front office of this team, Aaron Hicks, if Aaron Hicks believes he's going to help another team win, that's right along the lines of when he thought he would be a 30 for 30 player. He is delusional and he's got to go. And after, after Boone benched him and I gave him credit, now this guy is being trotted out again over and over. So I'm done being mad at Aaron Hicks. I'm done. We are rooting for an organization that is choosing not only to allow him to take up a roster spot, but actually fucking play him. And for that, I can't be mad at anyone but Brian Cashman and the front office. I'll let you have the floor. Well, you can choose not to be mad at Aaron Hicks, and that's fine because I I completely understand where you're coming from. But where I come from, you don't run your mouth when you have no reason to run your mouth, okay? The Yankees, the New York Yankees, who if you if you look to your left, Aaron, or to your right or wherever, have a guy that is having an all-time season. The New York Yankees have been around since 1903, and there's a guy in your dugout that is having the best probably the best season that anybody has ever had wearing that uniform, okay? I never hear a peep out of him. Zero peeps. 
But you, who, if we're being fair, you've committed grand larceny. You've stolen money out of my pocket, Chris's pocket, Pete's pocket, the twins' pocket, everybody in this chat's pocket, everybody that can hear my voice's pocket. You've stolen money from them. Because when we go to Yankee Stadium, we pay $20 for a chicken bucket. I pay $25 for a stuffed animal. All that for my kid, the hot dog, the water, all that shit, Aaron, you know, that helps goes to pay your salary that you don't earn. You have done nothing since 28. Since that contract was given to you, you've done nothing to earn the money that the New York Yankees pay you. But still, constantly, you go out there. And you decide it's a good idea to run your mouth. I'm going to be a 30-30 guy this year. I thought we, we all thought that was ridiculous. There's no way this guy thinks, there's, there's no, absolutely no way that this guy is going to go out there and be healthy enough to even hit 30 home runs. And the sad part about it is that he's been healthy enough where he could have possibly hit 30 home runs if he wasn't such a waste. So the guy has the opportunity, finally, finally, the guy has the has stayed healthy, and this is the performance that we're getting. That scares you as, as a that should scare you as a talent evaluator. That you could have always hung your hat on, on it and said, Well, if Hicks was healthy, I could get this out of him. Well, guess what? He's been healthy. And he's been this bad. Now I'll be the first to admit, I don't know every single guy on a 26-man roster, but I'd be willing to bet you that it's a small percentage of people that have played as much as Aaron Hicks has been has this year that have been worse than Aaron Hicks has. And that's one thing. Being bad at your job is one thing. Not giving any effort at it is a total another thing, okay? We've sat here at least two or three times now and said the Yankees are done with Aaron Hicks. It's, it's, it's painfully obvious watching the way they use him. And he always finds a way to sneak back in there. And the Yankees give him opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to earn more playing time. That game, in the that extra inning game or whatever it was, forget the exact game. He got in that bat late in the game. Great. Uh, look, uh, fair is fair. Great at bat, Drew Walk. I said to, it might have been to you, could have been in the chat. Guarantee you he's in the lineup tomorrow because of that one at bat. He got in the lineup off it. The Yankees will give this guy the Yankees will give this guy every opportunity to get back in the lineup. He had a good game yesterday. Guarantee you he plays tomorrow. He doesn't deserve the opportunity to wear the pinstripes anymore. And this was the final straw. You have a manager, an Aaron Boone who wouldn't throw you under the bus when you deserve to be thrown under the bus. You sat there. That that vision of Aaron Hicks staring at the wall like he's Charlie Brown with the baseball standing behind him is one that is burned in my memory. As much as great as everything that Aaron Judge has done this year, that's one memory that I will always have of this season. And Aaron Boone had the opportunity to tell the world what a loser you are and that that type of play is unacceptable for the New York Yankees. No, but he took the high road. And he said, things are tough out there. It's just best if we got him out of, off the field right there. 
You are so pathetic that the Yankee fans, think about this for one second. The Yankee fans were chanting Joey Gallo's name. That's how pathetic you are. And you got the balls to sit there and say that Dave Roberts gives his players <laughs> the best opportunity, mm. gives them, it puts them in the best position to win. You got to be beyond delusional. You need to be in a psychiatric institution by uttering those words that Dave Roberts puts his players in the best position to win. And that's why Joey Gallo is, is having success in, in, in Los Angeles. Do we measure success? Do we measure success with a 170 batting average and a sub 700 OPS? Because that's what he's doing in LA. So what you basically did is not only make yourself look stupid, you did it at the expense of throwing the manager under the bus that would not throw you under <coughs> under the bus when you deserved it. And Aaron Boone would ever, ever I want to like him so much. I really do. I want to like Aaron Boone so much. I lost whatever whatever points he earns by all the good stuff he does. It's all gone after yesterday. How you left this guy in the fucking lineup after those quotes come out is embarrassing. The Yankees, the Yankees, there's no repercussions for anything. Aaron, come in here. Come in here. Did you say this about Dave Roberts? Yeah. All right, you're on the bench. Why? We don't, we don't, we don't do this. This is not how we do things here. But no, they still played him. And why is he still an option on this team, Chris? Because the Yankees won't admit failure. They won't admit failure. Aaron Hicks is here wasting roster spot, wasting at bats, after at bat, after at bat, after at bat, where he just doesn't even look competitive most of the time because they don't want to admit failure. We all said it. We said it on this show. <coughs> 2018, dude. AAV of $10 million for a guy that's going to hit close to 30 home runs and, and give you the things that Aaron, Aaron Hicks gave you in 2018? A steal. He hasn't come close to replicating that at all. Not once. You think, Brian, you think, you think he has the fear of anything in him? Because what's going to happen to him? He's still going to get his money. He wants to go and help another team win? Brian, Listen! To what the man says. He wants to go help another team win. The Yankees are going to the postseason. This is what he's thinking about. Still in the lineup yesterday. There are numerous people to be mad at in this scenario. Aaron Hicks is definitely one of them. The Yankees as the organization are also to be held. Should be You should be mad at here. Aaron Hicks has got the balls to say what he says. And the Yankees have no... No repercussions for him. Yeah, sure, he'll still go out there and play. And maybe Aaron, Aaron Hicks, he says, we got to have a little fuck you in us this year. Maybe he had a little bit of that in him yesterday. He played one of his best games of the year. Do you have any faith that he's going to carry it over till uh, to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Because you know he's going to get at least those three games. None. None whatsoever. The guy's an utter failure. He's an embarrassment, Okay. And then I got to get attacked on social media because I make a simple joke about this guy. When I said it was a joke, 
This guy laughs in your face as a Yankee fan when he's out there and says, while wearing this wearing this uniform, I can go help another team win. Help this team win! Something you have not done! Help this team win! This is the guy you want to defend? You want to come at my integrity for making a joke about Aaron Hicks when this is what he says? That's the guy you defend? And I know... You're, you want, you don't want to criticize Aaron Hicks because there's only two reasons why. Well, there's three, right? And, and the first one is not mutually exclusive to the other two. Number one, you defend Aaron Hicks because you're an utter moron, okay? Uh, number two, you defend Aaron Hicks because you don't want to be perceived racist because I've dealt with that myself. Mm-hmm. Correct. I know people personally that have come, not personally, but I've had people tell me, the only reason why you attack Aaron Hicks is because of his race. No, it's because he sucks, okay? I don't care who is fucking green from Mars. If he plays like that, I will come at him. And if it's racially motivated, why was Luke Voigt the guy that I wanted off this team the most in the offseason? No answers, right? Of course not. Or, number three, you're just a fucking cuck for the organization, and you cannot bring yourself to say anything negative about them. Because those are the only reasons why you would defend Aaron Hicks. His play doesn't deserve to be defended. Oh, he's an elite walker. Oh, he's on base percentage. What does that mean? The guys had one big hit in, in all season. And, okay, granted, so it might be one more hit than a lot of other guys on this team have had. But when you come out there and you put a target on your back, you're a 30 for 30 guy. You're a 30 30 guy. You've got to come up with more than one big hit this year. You got to give me effort out there, which you don't even do. On Derek Jeter night of all nights, <laughs> you embarrassed yourself, the organization, and this fan base. And you got the balls to tell a reporter that you can go help another team win. Why don't you fucking turn around and pick up the baseball? That was a game. That was a series for first place. You're sulking in the corner. The Yankees heard these quotes and they did nothing about it. That is that is just that is, that is almost a bigger sin than Aaron Hicks saying them. Exactly. It's a, it's it's time to cut the cord, and the only way that will happen is if 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 Hal Steinbrenner decides he needs another general manager, because Harrison Bader is set to come off the IL tomorrow. Everybody and their mother knows. Aaron Hicks needs to be designated for assignment tomorrow. But what's going to happen? They'll get rid of Tim Castro, who they can use late in games with his speed and his defense. They already got rid of Estevan Florial, which they proved to you that they would rather not even see if this kid is a major leaguer than and have Aaron Hicks waste away on this roster. They would rather have that happen than see if they have anything in Estevan Florial. Mm-hmm. Or what's going to happen? Oh, you'll send down Peraza, maybe? Which we all we already know that was just a whole gaslighting of the fan base because you 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 had no plan to play him. The guy didn't play for an entire week. And then he plays one game, he's on the bench again. Just you might as well send him down. We all know what the what the right answers are. The Yankees have time and time again can prove to you that they're serious about winning a World Series, a serious organization. The t- but they won't do it. They will not do it. I don't know why, but it has to, a time has to come where they have to look Aaron Hicks in the face and say, 
you failed us. You have failed us. You cannot be on this team anymore. You're not a player that a team wins a World Series with. But they don't they won't do it. And Aaron Boone, we talked about guys with balls, but Aaron Judge had balls. Aaron Hicks has got balls. We know that. He'll run his fucking mouth and say anything. Yeah. And Aaron Boone sits there in the corner like a timid little mouse. Oh, you made fun of me. I won't even do anything about it. This whole organization is run by a bunch of morons and scared people. Okay? Scared the Yankees are scared. That's why they don't call up their prospects. They're scared for them to fail. That's why Oswaldo Cabrera was the move. Right. No fa- if he fails, so what? Right. Doesn't change anything. Right. Peraza, we give you a little taste, but we can't show you enough because if he fails, we're in trouble. Trouble. This is a guy we wouldn't trade. Trouble. We just sold him for the last two years, and we passed up on big names for him. What are we going to do about Anthony Volpe? They're already talking about changing his position. I know. I know. Listen, real quick, Samantha T., thank you for the super chat. She said, hey, Hicks, Gallo's batting average is currently 170. So that's confirmed. Confirmed. Um, here's something. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Aaron Hicks have a stretch this year where he was like three for 40? No, it was. I believe it was in the 50s, to be honest with you. So isn't that enough in itself? He took say, an 0 for 30. He did take an 0 for 30. 0 for th- it was well. 0 for 30, right? Yeah. Isn't that enough in itself to say, to look back and be like, wow, and I'm still in this lineup. I better keep my mouth shut. There's, if you think of, if you think of all the everyday players on this team, Aaron Hicks might be the only one out of all the shitty hitting we've seen from some guys, even Donaldson. He might be the only one that hasn't gone on some type of a stretch where he's just looked like he's in the zone. He has his moments. They're very rare. But he's the only guy that just hasn't put it all together. And how many more games does he want to do that? There's 16 games left in the season. He's played close to 120 games. The reason why you haven't played the other 15 or 20 games is because you, the Yankees have actually sort of tried to get rid of you. Mm-hmm. But you're like a boomerang. You always come back. And that's their own stupidity for allowing that to happen. If he's in the fucking lineup tomorrow and Oswaldo Cabrera isn't, I don't know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit there and watch the game because I'm as just as stupid as the rest of them because I can't turn that off. But it just goes to sh- this is this is what we've been trying to tell people. And again, the Yankees have the opportunity to prove me wrong, and I hope that they do. Oh, Oswaldo Cabrera never played. He never played right field either. And look how good he's done that. You mean to tell me that? Yeah, Bader should. If Bader's getting activated, he should be in the lineup. You traded Jordan Montgomery for him. He should play. That's just no excuses. Are they going to get cute? Are they in? Are they going to DH Judge tomorrow? Just so Hicks can play. I really fucking hope not. Uh, Pete just uh, messaged something in the chat here. Said uh, talking shit, and over your last thirty games, his slash line is. Do you want to guess? Is is he even hitting a hundred? One sixty five. Oh, okay. Right on par with his pal Joey Gallo. There you go. If he was, if he was in LA, he'd be hitting one seventy. 
165. You round up. You round. You round up in. Oh, okay, you're right. Okay, okay. Right. 165, 230, 231. Keep <clears throat> your fucking mouth shut. Wild. It's it. It's wild. I honestly believe. I I truly do. Maybe I'm being naive, but I truly believe that when they called Florial up, and it was like we really thought they were finally moving on from Hicks. If Florial had like two games in a row where he had three or four hits and and looked like he could be, you know, not that it's fair to only give the guy two games, but if he had took those two games and actually exploded, that maybe, I forget who was coming off the IL, that maybe Hicks would have been the guy to go. But, but, but here's what Brian Cashman does. He calls up Florial to give him this fake fucking opportunity. And the second he fails, whether it's four at-bats, eight at-bats, whatever, he's done. And, and it's right back to Hicks. It's literally him gaslighting you and saying, look, we showed you Florio. He's, he's, he's no better. The problem is, the argument back to that is, he's definitely no worse. Turn, it's way too hot in here right now. I got myself overheated. I got to put the fan on. Okay. Oh. The problem is, there's no way he's any worse. Than Aaron Hicks. And at this point, I'd rather see someone else fail. I'd rather see other guys get an opportunity to fail than to continue, continually throw him into this lineup and watch the same thing over and over. All I said was real quick was that I'd rather see other guys get an opportunity to fail than to continue throwing Aaron Hicks in the lineup and knowing what we're getting out of it. I don't care who it is. That's the thing. We know what Aaron Hicks is. He's a fucking loser. Okay. We've seen his ceiling and we've seen his and, and we still haven't seen his floor. Because that shit He oh he can he can definitely get worse. Worse by far. Why is nobody see this is I guarantee you, I guarantee you within the next couple of days, this people will pick up on what I've been saying here. He's been healthy this year and he's been this bad. That is what should scare you going forward with him. Is he is he a Yankee in twenty twenty three? Yes. Really? You really don't believe he's he's the guy that there's uh, show me show me show show me it happening. Give me the evidence. No, no, no. no I'm saying you don't think he's the guy tomorrow that 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 fucking goes. If, if he is, the, if he is, do you have a do you at least sit back and say, okay, maybe I can start respecting this organization again? It's a, it's a, it's a big step in the right direction, I'd say. The, Yan- the Yankees need to... Uh, honestly, do you even think he's been spoken to about this? Probably not. About what he said? Probably not. Probably not. And that, I mean, really... Brian Cashman rewarded you off of one season, gave you more money than most people will ever see in their lifetime off of one season. What have you done to repay? <clears throat> what have you done to repay him? Embarrass him by your play on the field? Oh, thanks. See, you're you're man, you embarrassed your you embarrassed yourself when the greatest Yankee of this organ of this of this era of this time period comes back after five years after for going into the Hall of Fame, mind you. Okay. Comes back, you embarrass yourself, embarrass the team. 
did any anybody would have had no issues with Aaron Boone. And people that watch The Sopranos will get this. Pulling a fucking uh, Richie April on Beansy, okay, with, with you, meaning running you over, putting the car in reverse, and running you over again, okay, because you deserve that much after... Uh, that, after that stunt that you pulled uh, on that Friday night, okay? But Aaron Boone takes the high road. Oh, it was tough out there. Tough what? What's so fucking tough? He sucks. He hears about it. Yeah, honestly, now that I think about it, the bigger punishment would have fucking been loving him out there. So yeah. I could have dealt with that shit. Yeah. <coughs> Here's I should have prefaced with this. Aaron Hicks, the player I'm not mad at because... I blame all that all on the organization, but Aaron Hicks is a human being. I didn't think of it that way, that his, his manager had every right and every opportunity to throw him under the bus. Not only does he not throw him under the bus, he ends up putting him back in the lineup every day. And he still has the balls to go out there and throw his manager under the bus and then, and then take a spot in the lineup, man. It's it's and crazy, I, I didn't, and I didn't see Boone's uh, post game yesterday because uh, I went outside to to cook after the game was over because you know, and we'll get to this in a second because Yankees have a lot of fucking issues in their bullpen right now. I'm I'm sure I can almost guess verbatim what Boone said about Hicks. Had some really good at bats today. He 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 he, he drove the ball. He 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 impacted it. He he. Uh, Whatever the fuck he said. So I get I, again, like I can almost guarantee you, the Yankees will find a way if if Bader is indeed activated, they will find a way to shoehorn this guy into the lineup. The Yankees have not clinched anything yet. They should put their best fucking lineup out every single day until that American League East is clinched. But every day until I don't see it, I can I will believe that Aaron Hicks will be in this lineup. And it's not even now to me, it's personal. Okay. When you're bad at baseball, it's just being bad at baseball. And we can rip them for being a bad baseball player. But now you're just a fucking scumbag. Okay. You And I told Pete that I didn't want to curse in this segment. I wanted to challenge myself to not curse, but I can't do it. Challenge lost. Challenge lost. Okay. He is a fucking scumbag for what he said about his manager, okay? And what is Aaron Boone going to do about it? The guy gets bullied by fucking umpires. You think he's going to stand up to a fucking guy in his own clubhouse? Mm. Mm. Get the fuck out of here. Every single... And I say this, oh, I want to love Aaron Boone. I really do. I want to sit down there. I want to watch him and say, I love this guy. You want You want to know what I would have loved? We get it. Little little note, little tweet from from Yank at Yankees lineup adjustment, and somebody else is playing <laughs> left field yesterday. And you want that'd have been nice. Hmm, what was that about? And then after the game, oh yeah, well uh, after the you hear from Boone, oh yeah, after those quotes came out, I decided that Aaron Hicks uh, no longer deserved to play for this for this team, and and I'm going to speak to Brian Cashman about that. And I'm sure he would have got yelled at, but he's a good little soldier. And he won't do anything to upset his 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 man Brian, but this is this is this is where, and you know how much I loathe. I don't hate it. I loathe this. I loathe this, Chris. If George were alive, 
If George Steinbrenner was fucking alive, you think Aaron Hicks would have the balls to say what he said in the papers the other day? Aaron Hicks wouldn't have an opportunity to say what he said in the paper the other day. Aaron Hicks. I'll tell you what Aaron Hicks would have been, okay? We're supposed to have a double date to go to Top Golf soon, okay? Okay. Aaron Hicks would have been serving us fucking chicken tenders and mozzarella sticks mozzarella. in her fucking, fucking Top Golf pod, okay? If George Steinbrenner was still alive, okay? Agreed. So everybody that wants to defend Aaron Hicks, you know, don't make jokes about him. He makes you a joke every single time he goes back out onto that field. Oh, but he hit a home run. Great. He he is terrible. He is an embarrassment. Okay. And if there's a all right, so let's say the Yankees don't win the World Series this year and and you and somebody says to you, give me one show me a picture, one picture that captures the Yankees' failures this year. It's him. a picture from that Friday night Outing. with the baseball stand. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because at that point in time, the Yankees could have sent a message. They, they half, it's half, it's always half measures with this team. They half did. We all know why I was benched. But instead of sending a message in, in the media, no, it's tough out there. Oh, it's so tough. It must be real tough being, being bad at your job and continually getting opportunity after opportunity to continue to be bad at your job. must be real tough. When there's plenty of guys who can play it uh, just as bad or, or much better. So just like I didn't respond to anybody personally that was coming at me for that joke because you're not worth my time. I think we spend enough time on Aaron Hicks because really at this point, He's not fucking worth their time. He's just an embarrassment and a loser. Agreed. So the reason why the Yankees uh, had to kind of sweat out a game yesterday is, is kind of twofold here. Okay. Their ace, and anybody that's going to listen to this on Apple podcast tomorrow, okay, air quotes, their ace. Gives up another two home runs yesterday. Okay. So I guess we could start there. If you go back, uh, if you have not done so already, please become a patron of the show. Patreon.com slash NYYST. My latest Patreon. Uh, I'm assuming it's up now. Okay. Yeah. Is it? It's up. Okay. <laughs> uh, was about the playoff rotation. Okay. Now, Frankie Montas is hurt. Shocker. Okay. okay. Big shock there. Shock. Uh, the results of the MRI haven't been revealed yet. God only knows if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But that was the excuse the Yankees gave for him being a pile of garbage on Friday night when he was handed a 5 nothing lead and blew it. All right. So, and in that Patreon episode, I said I couldn't imagine that after the Yankees traded this guy to be their number two in October, that he wouldn't be in the postseason rotation. Now, even if he's healthy, I have a hard time seeing him being in this postseason rotation. He's been that bad. Chris, everything that he does, you know how bad that he is? I should have looked this up, but I didn't. He's on Sergio Mitre levels of atrocity. That's pretty that's how bad that's it. pretty bad. 
Okay. Nobody's allowed this many hits and earned runs in, in as many innings since being, since coming over to the Yankees since Sergio Mitre did it. Okay. So not even Javier when, Vasquez? No, not even Javier Vasquez. Ooh. Not so when you're being compared to the to the terribleness that was Sergio Mitre, we have a problem here. And I think look you can rant on Cole if you want to. I have no more words for this guy. I don't care what he does anymore. He needs to show up in October. I don't care. He could give up nine home runs in his next start, and he can try to top himself and give up 15 home runs in, in the following start. But everybody will tell you how great he was because he struck out eight and five innings. The guy's been bad. A total failure for what the Yankees expect and need out of him. Okay. And that's post-All-Star break. I think I was fair in grading him, gave him a B or B-plus up to the All-Star break. I mean, if we're grading on, on a curve, which you should for your race, he's been a total failure. I don't care what his, what his advanced analytics are. I don't care what his war is. I don't care whatever fucking video game computer bullshit stat that you have. If you think Garrett Cole has lived up to the expectations that the Yankees and we as Yankee fans have for him, you I don't respect your opinion, okay? I'm sorry, I just don't. And this is coming from the biggest Garrett Cole supporter coming into this season, okay? I don't think anybody that's been a longtime fan of this show can doubt how much I loved Garrett Cole coming into this season and how big of a supporter I was for him coming into this season. So I feel like me saying this carries a lot more weight than a lot of other people that just wanted to shit on this guy the first time he ever had a bad start in a Yankee uniform, okay? That's number one. Number two, I'm done worrying about what this guy does start to start. Breaking my heart for giving up a fucking three-run home run in the second inning. Don't even care anymore what he does. That goes both ways. Whether he's dominant or pitching like shit at this point. It doesn't matter. Don't even, doesn't matter. October 11th, when you take the ball, you stand on the mound at Yankee Stadium, that's when you're going to be judged now. That is when you need to show up. That is when you need to earn every dollar of that contract. That's when you need this SMD tour that I made my, a fucking asshole out of myself talking about all offseason. That's when it needs to start and shut everybody up now. But in t- but I don't care if he throws a perfect game, 23 strikeouts, greatest single performance. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't trust them anymore. There's something fundamentally wrong with him. It's not the spider tack. It's mm. in here. I don't know, man. I'm actually to a point now, and I did tweet this, and I hate to resort to this, but I know we, I know we, because he was still dominant after the spider tack stuff last year and a few starts. Um, we we attributed his his um struggles to the the hamstring when he was hurt. But now this has been a little prolonged. He's been healthy all year. Um, I got to start at least. No, I'm not. I, I I ha- you, I, I, you know why I'm not going to do it? Gives him an excuse. No excuses for him. That's fine. I, I, and, and it's not necessarily an excuse. As much as it is, I'm actually going to entertain the, the idea that he was as dominant as he was because of the spider attack. And I hate to do it. But when you have your ace... Again, I'll, I'll air quote it too. When you have your ace going out to be a stopper, which is 
if you need an ace for anything during the regular season, that might be the most important role that he plays. And you, and you get embarrassed two games in a row against Milwaukee. And then you come out in the third game. And your line is five innings, four hits, four earned runs, three walks, and eight strikeouts. And your season ERA is 3-4-1. Like you said, if we're just rating Garrett Cole as a regular pitcher, yeah, the dude's good. But when you're rating him as you should as the ace, he has been a complete disappointment. And and like you said, at this point, I don't care if Garrett Cole, how many starts does he have left? Two or three? There's 16 games left, so what is that? What, he might have three left? Yeah. I don't care if all three starts, he goes eight innings with 12 strikeouts and no earned runs. I don't care anymore. Just like you said, the only thing I care about when it comes to Garrett Cole at this point is when he takes the ball in October because that's the only way he's going to salvage this season and that's the only way he's going to gain my respect back at least and my confidence in him. The spider tack, if anything, was his Linus blanket. That's what it was for him, and I don't. And I think because he doesn't have it, it's he's in his his in in his head. So uh, I, I'm not until I see him not in his own head. That's what I'm going to attribute most of his fucking problems to. That's that he's fair. mentally that's more than that, fair. That he's mentally weak. That's more so than wanna, fair. You want to know some? On October 11th, when you step onto the mound in Game One of the ALDS. You need to figure out whatever it is that you need to figure out to be the best version of yourself because if you shit the bed in October, you're worthless to me. Honestly, I'm not going to call for the Yankees to get rid of them because I know that's just not going to happen. And and I even know that the Yankees will still need him. But me being as big of a supporter, as big of a fan of him, he shits the bed, he's done. He's done. Might as well, he's fucking dead to me, okay? Okay. But I think where we can agree on, at least I'm going to assume, is that he's getting the ball in game one. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it's easy for me to sit here and say that I genuinely don't know if I would. But at the end of the day, I mean, regardless, he's he's got to be your ace. I mean, if you're telling me that you're handing the ball to someone else in game one and you honestly think that you're going to win a World Series without Garrett Cole pitching like an ace, you might as well just you might as well just pack it up and go home. If you don't think Garrett Cole, if you're going to put, let's, let's just for argument's sake here, if you're going to say Garrett Cole's in my rotation in the postseason but he's not getting the ball in game one, don't even bother giving him the ball. Right, exactly. Exactly. Because we've seen him get in his own head, batter to batter, pitch to pitch. Imagine if he's got to sit there and think about not getting the ball in game one. No, forget it. I don't even want. I don't even want to watch. And that it's game. sad that we even have to have to frame it that way. But it's the truth. Everything, everything about this guy is likable. Really, it is. Honestly, it is. Mm, he's got the. I disagree uh, with you. Off the field, anyway. If yes. You want to in, in between the lines. You want to pick apart some of the things the way he acts up. Go right ahead. I want honestly, I won't fight you on it. He's got the he's got the pretty wife. He's got the nice family. You know, uh, he's very affable. He he's like he's likable in the in the dugout. He said he you know he 
does say some funny things with the media, the way he interacts with his teammates. It's all it's all stuff that you like in a player and you want to like him. But once he steps in between the lines and he gets on the mound, he, he loses you. He really does. He needs to find. He needs to dig deep and find that Garrett Cole that told Aaron Boone to sit the fuck down last season against the Astros. And he finished out that game and was dominant. Even in the Twins game, bro, he told Aaron Boone, I'm good. Aaron Boone said, are you done? No, I'm good. When he was over 100 pitches in the sixth inning, he told, and when he had that 14K game three starts ago, Boone said, you done? No, I'm good. Where's that guy? It's like he loses him. So we're in agreement. Cole gets the ball in game one. Mm. Is Nestor game two? Can't think of a can't think of a, uh, anyone else who deserves it more than Nestor. So I would say Cortez's next three starts because Boone said that he was capped at seventy pitches in his last start. I don't know where he finished. Maybe in the high fifties, somewhere around there. <clears throat> you got to stretch. You got to get this guy stretched out in the final. Regular season starts so I can give you a hundred. Well, the whole pitch count thing, we know it's bullshit. I mean, they're just trying to limit his innings, limit his pitches because he's hitting a high water mark in his career. But now he hasn't done it long enough where they have right to exactly, him out. exactly. But here's the thing with the Yankees, though. We talk about. I say this all the time. They'd rather not risk the future for what's needed most right now. And so, will they be smarter? Will they be the Yankees? Will they start to let him let that leash go again, heading into October? Because again, you can't sit here and tell me that this guy's not going to have the stamina to go, and then you're going to give him the ball in game two. You can't do that either. Because let's say in a perfect world, and we know it's not a perfect world, you're expecting at least Garrett Cole to get into the sixth, uh, into the seventh inning, right? At least in the, the, in the postseason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hope so. Okay. You need Nestor to get in, get you five and two-thirds, five and somewhere in there, right? Maybe into the sixth, maybe into the seventh a little bit too. You need another guy that can be can get you 18 outs, right? Would you say that's fair? Yes. Because now we're looking at the three other options, okay? Would you would you even entertain Domingo Herman in the rotation in the postseason? Is Sevy back? Yeah, Sevy's back. I think he's starting Wednesday. But is Sevy back? Like, looks good. Looks like he was. We'll find out. Well, we'll find out on Wednesday. Well, I'm asking you for the question hypothetically. Sevy looks like Sevy. If Sevy looks like Sevy, I actually wouldn't want to see Domingo Herman in the rotation in the postseason. I think he'd be a much bigger threat out of the bullpen. And I, I would tend to agree with you. So now you're down. Now you've eliminated it down to three here. You got Severino. Who's not going to be? Let's be honest here. None of these three guys are going to give you length in the in the postseason. That's why it's so important that they which is why out, I, which is why I like Herman in the bullpen at that point. Which is and Clark Schmidt as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why you need to get Nestor stretched out. So at least you have two options that you know that you can feel a little bit confident in that can give you length in the postseason, right? And Cole and Nestor Cortez. So you got Tyone, who again just sung his praises. About how good he was, and then he shits the. This is what's I can't trust him. Yeah, you just can't trust him. But first sign of trouble, 
I'm putting I, honestly. I'm going to just spoil this here. I'm putting him in the, in the postseason rotation. I am, but first sign of trouble, he's out of there. Yeah, for sure. So, so what is he going to give you? Four innings, three. You know, is he going to get it? Is he going to get through four? Is he going to get through five? Well, you know, again, so if you be- have Herman and you have Schmidt in the bullpen, then it's easier to have a much shorter leash on on a guy like Tyone. See, that is why it's so important for Cole and Nestor to be able to yes. give you innings because then you can use Schmidt in one game and you can use Herman yeah, in another game. Exactly. And and my thing with Sevy, if he's going to get a couple starts here before we hit October, I don't necessarily need to see dominance out of him. I know he's going to be working his way back up. I need to see him face adversity with success. I need to see that he's not going to implode. I need because when Sevy's on his game, even when he's not his best, he finds a way to 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 hold it down. And when he's not at his at the top of his game, when he's dealing with an injury or dealing with whatever else, he implodes. And we can't have that because we've seen it too much out of Cole this year. And again, we're talking about Nestor being stretched out and, and so on and so forth. Sevy needs to show me that he's got what it takes to hone it all in and to be the guy who's going to keep this team in a ball game. So are you putting Tyone in your postseason rotation? I, I, I got to be honest with you. I am. Again, This a lot of it is based on Sevy being effective in this rotation. But I think Ty, because you have to, you have to kind of look and say, okay, where am I gaining more? Would it be putting Herman in the rotation and having Tyone in the bullpen? That doesn't make any sense to me. Tyone, if, yeah. if Tyone's not starting, he serves zero value to me on this baseball team. Right, I agree with that. That's part. Of, that's a good point, and that's another reason why I think he has to he has to be in the rotation. So I think again. Herman before Schmidt is my guy who's going to be the fire extinguisher. If you need, if you have a short leash on a guy, if Tyone goes out there and gives up two, three runs over two innings, you got to get him right out of there. I don't know if I go Herman over Schmidt. I might go Schmidt over Herman, but I'm they, either way. Both gonna, I think they're both going to serve the same role. Either way for me. All right, so you're basically left with now one spot, two guys. Let's for argument's sake, they're both healthy. Who's the odd man out, Frankie Montas or Luis Severino? Oh, to me, it's not even a question that it's Frankie Montas. It's not a question. And 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 if this team makes the wrong mistake, if if this, but you know they're going to, you know that Brian Cashman, being that this guy was the big starting pitcher acquisition at the at the trade deadline, you know that they're not going to sit him. You know they're going to put him in this rotation. I'll tell you what. Out of all the starters, other than Herman, Montas might be another guy that at least you would get could get some value out of the bullpen, unlike I Tyone. Don't, I don't see it. I'm not I think saying... You... I, I'm saying if I have to make an argument for him in any way, I say that he'd be more effective out of the bullpen than Tyone would be. What about Severino? Going into the bullpen, I gotta that's see what Severino has. I gotta that's see what's very. That's see. That's where I get hung up a little bit because it's very, very tempting. I think you're gonna have to piggyback whether it's Herman starting and Sevy coming out of the bullpen, or Sevy starting and Herman coming out of the bullpen. 
so if you're you're if you're Aaron Boone and you're filling out your four, it's it's Cole, Nestor, Tyone, and Severino. Yes. Yeah. I actually, depending on how Sevy looks again over the over the few starts he's going to get here before the postseason, I consider giving Sevy the ball in Game Three over Tyone. I think it's inconsequential where you go three, four, honestly. That's just the way I look at it. If the Yankees are down two one, I can I would I wouldn't even think that they go to the fourth starter. I think Cole yeah. probably goes on short rest, to be honest with you. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um uh, let's that should not happen, but who the hell knows? Um the question becomes though, there's just there's just so many factors in all of this. Yankees going to admit failure here and not put Montas a healthy no, Montas on the No, I don't see them the doing that. I don't. Yeah. And on a posit on on a more positive level, I guess you could say this is positive. Dude, there's just something so enticing about Severino coming out and throwing gas for six outs. He was great when he did it. He so, was great when know. he did it. I mean, I I don't remember exactly what I said, and this was pre-Montas sucking on Friday night and pre-us finding out he's hurt. I believe I had him in the rotation, and I'm going to leave him in there. I I, I honestly think it's going to be him in the game four situation. Who is this? Montas. Yeah, well, uh, game four is better than game two because I have him. I have the Yankees handing him the ball in game two or three. No, 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 absolutely I mean, let's not. just say, okay, so you think that if the Yankees are in a do-or-die spot, Cole pitches on short rest. But let's just say they're up, no, no, no. They're up I mean, two games are, to one. Oh, absolutely, Monta. Whoever the game four star is going to get the ball, and they'll go with a, with a fully rested Cole in game five. It's still, t- It's still scary to think about. It really is. I, I have to. I have to. At least, like I said, I, I'm done. I don't care what he does these next three starts, but I still have to. Like, can I hold on to that, please? I just have to hold on to that for right now. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you have it. Chris, if we're going to go into the postseason thinking Garrett Cole's going to shit the betting game one, we might not even fucking do watch any of the games. I mean, I got to at least hold out a little bit of hope here. A little bit. We have to go in naive and optimistic that Garrett Cole is going to give us some of the best baseball he's given us in pinstripes. There's no other way. You can't sit here as a fan and expect and hope this team wins a world series without whether it's being naive, dumb, a fool without believing that Garrett Cole is going to be the most dominant pitcher to take the ball in October. Can't both things have to be true? You can't have one without the other. So let's say Garrett Cole goes out there firing fucking BBs, eight innings, one earned run, thirteen strikeouts. Yankees have a three-one lead. Who's saving the fucking game? That's a really tough question. I, I don't feel good with Holmes. Uh. Because the Yankees Mar- just Marinaccio has been a little rough, roughed up too. No, I don't think. I feel, 
I don't know if he's been roughed up as much as I don't think the Yankees are using him as much as some of these other guys. Why? Maybe they feel like he's hitting a, a wall too. I mean, he is a rookie. He might be hitting certain innings. I mean, it's coming out of the pen, but I don't know. Maybe they feel like he's hitting certain limits in, in innings that he hasn't pitched, usage, you know. So we did run a poll here the other day. Um, Marinacci has got a one eight eight ERA. Yeah, he's been great. I don't wow. really care what. Let me see. The, let me see if I can find this real quick. I, I think I put it on the NYYST account. Okay. I'm in my. I'm in the mentions, not on the profile. So that'll, that really should help me fucking find it. Okay, so yeah, here it was. This is out of the following choices. Who do you want the Yankees closer to be for the remainder of the season into the postseason? Jonathan Lewisica won the poll at 41%. Then it was Ron Marinaccio at 25%. 23% Clay Holmes and 11% of people need to have their brains examined because they voted for a role as Chapman. Mm. Trolls. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think J-Lo is a, is a great... Um, is a great... Option is he? I mean, as we were starting to say nice things about him, he's kind of progressed a little bit here. He has. Well, Pete just said in the chat too, Lou Trevino. He's been very good for this team. Uh, I mean, yeah, Lou. Why Trevino. not give him a, a shot and see what he looks like over the next couple of weeks? Oh my God, Chris, what are we talking about? Lou Trevino closing games in the postseason again. This is what happens when you have a general manager who. Doesn't take things seriously and goes into a season with so many holes. So many holes being filled by guys who we've seen them be filled from before that we that we're done. We know how it ends. If Aroldis Chapman even even sniffs a baseball in October in a game that isn't at least being won by 15 runs or more. I still wouldn't put him in the game. I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't. But but uh, yeah, it it listen. This team when when it's clicking on all cylinders, just like any team. This team is unbeatable. But we haven't seen them really click in a long time. You know, we talked about this last week when they were putting out the same lineup every day. What did they do, Christian? They fucking won. And they scored a lot of runs. And then they, they fucked that. and then they fucked with the lineup. They still got by and and won a game. But then they lost two more crucial games against the Brewers. And they just continue to fuck with the lineup. Why don't they just stick with what's working? Whether it's whether it's just, you know, coincidence or not. Why fuck with it? Because they're the Yankees. This is what they do. I mean, Scott Efros should be back any day now as well. I mean, he I guess he's an option, but... And I'll tell you what, for as long as, as Judge is going for this record, I don't mind him getting off. leading off because he, he's been getting a lot more at-bats. But you got to figure that out, too, because wasting Aaron Judge at the top of this lineup, at least when you're going to round it off with a guy like Hicks, it's just so counterproductive. You, you're telling me there's not one guy that you trust at that that you could put in the top of this lineup. What's going on with DJ? Is DJ going to be back? I was just going to you're reading my mind. I was just going to bring it up. We haven't heard anything, any update. He's got to get right, man. 
If he needs to sit out the rest of the year, fine. Let, let it happen. I trust him enough to come back in October and, and as long as he's healthy, still be dominant. People are saying Bader possibly leading off too. Well, well, who knows? I mean, we got to see. They won't it. do it. Yeah, they won't because they're, they're dumb. I mean, is Ben? I mean, is Ben Tendy coming back? I mean, I mean, that's another option right there to that's, lead off. I mean, that's just a guy right now that I don't think you can. Uh, I don't think you can really rely on. I don't know if he's going to be back. I think it's going to be like a last minute type of thing. That's a bigger loss than a lot of people are. are it's a give huge loss. For. It's a huge loss. It's the one bit of credit I gave to Cashman at the deadline. I thought he was a great pickup. So, I mean, if you really think about it, the Yankees have no, they have nobody out. They have nobody that you feel comfortable with that world world series is on the line here. Game seven Yankees clinging to a one run lead. Scary thought, pick, man. Pick anybody out of that bullpen that you want to get the final out. You can't tell me, you know, life is on the line. The game's got to be saved. It's a scary there's thought. Not one, there's not one guy out there that you say, yes, that's the guy. It's a scary fucking thought, man. I mean, honestly, the way Clay Holmes has looked recently, I don't even know if I put him in any high leverage situation for a long close of the game. Here's the, here's the funny thing about baseball. We can come back next week. And if the Yankees give someone like Trevino an opportunity and he dominates, we might be feeling completely different and saying he's the guy. You know what? Honestly, there's two guys that I think should get the next crack in. One of them because I think that he hasn't failed at it yet. So why not? Is Lou Trevino. I think that's fair enough. Okay. And he's been he's been really good since the trade. And I think Marinaccio should get a shot. Yeah. I, I Listen, I agree with both of those. I'm fine with them trying either one. What I'm not okay with is them tr- trotting out Clay Holmes for the rest of the year and and watching him, you know, struggle because it's it's do or die time now. I need to go. I need to be going into October confident in who I'm handing the ball to to close out a game. I mean, you're not, but you're not. I know I'm not. I don't think anything over these next couple of weeks here is going to make you feel confident about anybody that's going well, to then, close well then you know what then keep giving it to Holmes then if that's the case keep giving it to Holmes until he gets it right I don't know I'm not doing that I need somebody else now I think he's been too bad for too long that he to continue closing that's just my opinion well then it's time to pass the torch that's why if they want to start giving Trevino closing opportunities, I have no issues with it. And I've been saying it for weeks that I thought Marinaccio should have got some opportunities to close games. They haven't given it to him. So, I mean, those would be Smarter the two Yankees. That, I mean, I could see the Yankees because they talked about it, having Efros close games, but I wouldn't. Honestly, I wouldn't do it. That's just me. I don't feel... I think no. he could be a, a good weapon late in games, but I just don't... I don't know. Just something about... That bothers me. I don't know what it is. You know, Wes Neski is uh, pitching to like a low two ERA since the trade. Yeah, that's great. Well, but, he uh, would have never. He would have never started here. So. That's what that, I was just gonna say. But the Yankees will tell you he's not ready. Yeah, it's. It's been seeing it for how many years now? It's funny how the guy gets. It would have never even sniffed the big leagues. Probably even next year. Yep. 
but he gets traded and he's he's been I mean you know obviously he could fall off the face of the earth to his next couple of starts but he's pitched really well for the Cubs you know it's something we would have never gotten seen out never. of him if he had stayed here never so so tomorrow night 705 it'll be a little bit later obviously because the Yankees are home Aaron Judge will go for number 60 um so don't miss it uh-huh. You're making mad, for Christ's sake! What's that supposed to mean, huh? What the fuck's that supposed to mean? Can't can't wait till they unretire nine. Uh-huh. <laughs> can't wait for that. Can't they just throw up a nine next to it? Wouldn't that be even better? Yeah, great. I think the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees tweeted the second home run yesterday, and Kay said, "We'll never see this again in our lifetime." And they just quoted what Kay said. And I you know, I quoted the tweet and said, well, you might if you actually signed the guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so the Pirates are in town for two. Uh, it's going to be nest- Nasty Nesters on the bump for the Yanks on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, Sevy's coming off the I.L. for the Yanks. And then uh, Boston will be in town for four. So... You know, Judge has got six games here to get uh, three home runs to break the record before uh, the Yankees hit the road here. So hopefully he gets it done in the next two games here, man, against some, you know, against a pretty bad Pirates team. So maybe he'll get it done here. But, I mean, I can't imagine the next time we sit down and record that he doesn't have this uh, wow. taken care of here. Wow. Imagine he... And, That'll be a little bit of a celebration for us as well as our next episode will be our 300, 300th episode here. So just looking at the schedule here, we got to figure something out here for our next uh, opportunity to record because uh, Saturday, I mean, Sunday and Monday are both night games. So it's going to be a little bit tricky. We'll so we'll figure, figure something. We'll figure it out. We always figure do. As we always like to say at the end here, thank you very much for your continued support of the NYYST podcast. Please follow us on NYY at NYYST underscore podcast. If you're still in the chat, hit the like button, subscribe to NYY News TV. We thank you for your continued support of the channel as well. Episode 299. And next, and next time we talk to you, hopefully 99 will be the all-time Yankee home run king. Oh, no. And on that note, Chris, say goodbye. Peace. N-Y-Y-S-T. This is New York. Yankee sports talk. Swinging for the fences. Knock it out the park. This is New York. Yankee sports talk. Christian and Chris. Of course, SGR. This is New York. Yankee sports talk. Call me New York. Yankee sports talk. Record, rain and shine. Grab your shades and umbrellas. N-Y-Y-S-T. You're hanging with the fellas.